welcome to another episode of the Brownie Bite Show. I'm Rajvi. And I'm Vishaka. And we're back again with another episode. Something a little bit less sweet this time, but a little bit more on topic with International Women's Day just passed us. And um, we thought this would be a very um, interesting topic to talk about since a lot of us go through something similar. Um, Unfortunately, we all have an experience some of us do um i know i was reading an article that i um i I was sharing it with vishaka the other day but um it said somewhere around 97 percent of women at the age uh between the ages of 18 to 24 have experienced sexual harassment in public spaces and more than 70% of women of all ages have endured such behaviors. So that's what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to bring to light a little bit more about being a woman in the society and how uh, to how we deal with sexual harassment and, you know, it, it's so prevalent. Um like unfortunately it's very prevalent in these um these times. And, you know, we just wanted to do a little bit of a topic on that. I love it. I I appreciate you for being so brave and bringing such a sensitive topic, a very powerful one and a stigmatized one too. And as South Asian women, I think there's not um, a lot that's said around uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault, but you know, there are many cases of this that um, happen within our community. And unfortunately, Uh, Those stories and those experiences do get suppressed, but not just, you know, within the South Asian culture, also, you know, women everywhere experience this. And um, it's important that we have a voice and are able to talk about this. And this issue has gained a lot of momentum, I think, over the last few years. And just to keep that dialogue going is so important. Agreed. Um, And now, like, I know that, like, being in a south asian in the south asian realm like the south asian culture um it's a very male dominant society and with that there's a lot of um issues that arise with male dominance and i've seen that i've seen it in personal experiences where um i've seen a, a heavier hand for the male um the patriarch of the family if you will um and it, it kind of it's, it, I don't want to say that it happens with everyone, but I feel like in a lot of South Asian uh, like families, the male presence is so extreme and has a lot of pressure that sometimes these things like sexual harassment and women topics, um, I think even like talking about periods and things like that have been so suppressed in our um, in our normal everyday talk. And you're right, we should be talking about this. Like it's, it's happening, unfortunately. And what do we do? Um, especially two of us, both of us live in the city. We're both very um, active people. We like to go out. We are very independent. And how do how do we feel safe in a society that is so, that has not been women friendly for so long, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I like, is it just, I, I feel like sometimes like, as as bad as that is like i would i, I want to say that i want to feel safe walking around in like at night and things like that in the city and because i love philly 
Mm-hmm. And I love San Francisco too, as you know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we just visited, Sa- I just visited San Francisco. So I love San Francisco too. But there are so many times where when we were walking, even just the two of us were walking, we were feeling unsafe. Yeah. And is that like, is that common for you? I don't know if that's something that you and your friends always deal with. And I know a lot of my friends are like, oh, we should carry this, we should carry that. And, you know, as women, basically. Yeah, you bring up such a good point. I mean, I I remember being in college where a lot of my friends would carry pepper spray with them. I don't even know if this was legal or not, but, you know, women do that kind of thing and just, you know, to protect themselves for the what if situations. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, still, I find myself, you know, being in the city, as you said, just very uncomfortable walking alone. I do get the gazes and stares from men, cat called, um, honks, um, just lots of discomfort. And you know what I've done over the last couple of years to try to um, prevent these situations, what I've seen has worked a little bit is and dressing up like kind of like a hobo and not putting makeup on being in full sweats um having my airpods in just completely in the zone not really looking at people avoiding direct contact um just some things that have worked for me but it shouldn't get to that like we should be able to walk the streets freely confidently wear what we want to obviously dress appropriately but you know why should wearing a skirt um you know put you in a an unsafe situation agreed 100 percent. like I, this goes back to like wearing whatever you want to wear like why why do we have to like dress up like so um conservative especially in the summer like um i want to wear my dress i want to be <laughs> able to wear my dress comfortably <laughs> Um, and not have people stare at me. And you know what? The, the craziest thing is, it doesn't even matter what you wear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It does not matter because I've no, I've noticed, and because I'm I dress like I dress very casual all the time, um, always in my comfy uh, comfy gear. But I will literally like be walking on the street, and some guy would come up to me and be like, like you know, cat calling and things like that. And it's just like it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And I always like, I always laugh it off and I'm just like, what do you, what do you think I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to turn around and be like, yes, please approach me. Please ask me for my number. I will give it to you a hundred percent. Like, it doesn't make sense. I feel like it's just like a, it's so negative. And again, I want to preface this and say that this is not all men. This is not all men. There are men out in this world that are (laughs) just, you know, gems gems (laughs) but there are some that really feel entitled to the female body like i'm i'm not going to be comfortable walking on the streets when i have when i feel very confident but i can't feel confident because i'm scared you know i'm scared um i had this one experience that it was actually at drexel um i was walking and mind you this is me like freshman like 18 years old new to philadelphia i was walking down the street wearing my like cute little summer dress like it wasn't it was like a nice like you know conservative summer dress and this guy literally like he drives he stops his car mid mid street like this was by um summit i don't know if you remember the summit area yeah i do 
but it was like which a is supposed to be a very safe area by the way yeah. it's literally on drexel's campus yeah middle like center middle of the campus basically. tons of people tons of security mm-hmm. all right and this is broad daylight he stops he literally gets out of his car and he comes and tells me he's just like sorry i had to stop my car mind you this man was about 40 50 oh my gosh like 40 feet he's like he's like i had to stop my car i had to tell you how beautiful you were like can i have your number blah blah blah. and at this time i was like you know i was seeing someone so i was just like i I mean even if i wasn't i'm sorry like sir like that is so inappropriate like Mm -hmm. it's just not okay i mean i get that like you know there's this whole like stigma like why can't guys approach girls anymore and stuff like that you can but it's Mm -hmm. in a setting where we want we we feel like it's okay to approach us like if it's at a bar and i'm like you know if i'm gonna talk to someone like if i if i like you know make it like not even a bar but i feel like there's there's times where you can be approached yes you know but a street while i'm going to class in the middle of the day mm-hmm. like sir no and somebody just stopping their car abruptly it was... it's very uncalled for it makes you i don't know overwhelmed unsafe Mm-hmm. yeah i i've had that happen to me too so like I, there's a trader joe's here in san francisco that i used mm-hmm. to go to a lot um it's in a relatively not so great area and um every time i would go there i would always have somebody you know come up to me and be like hey beautiful um hey sexy oh, I love that skirt on you, whatever. And it's just like, stop. I, you know, it's, it sucks that like, even, you know, we've grown so much since college. And um, it's true that women, well, even men, but there's, there's a higher chance of this happening you know in certain situations and college is extremely prone to sexual harassment just because of the nature of um that setting you know you have a lot of more younger people they they don't really know how to react and address those situations and um so it happens more but i feel like i've come such a long way and to have that still happening to me it's just it doesn't feel good it it makes me feel weak and and that's what takes the power away from women is when these things happen it it just makes you lose your strength yeah oh my god i love the way you put that it makes you lose your strength it does because it, there's there's parts of you that are so empowered it's 2022 it's the year of the woman you know like we're mm-hmm. so empowered we're at our best right now but they, like these situations take the strength out of you because you feel gross you don't feel good you feel like there's something wrong with you when it's nothing wrong with you it's just the the the, the I, I can't even explain it. it's not there's nothing wrong with you it's just the fact that some people think that they're entitled to you yeah and it's it, it sucks it sucks because i, I just i want to be safe and you know what the worst part is i want i want to like uh shift it a little bit too mm-hmm. this isn't even just out on the streets like we yeah. have women facing sexual harassment within their own college within their own peers within the, their own working peers as well like if you're at a job and like you yeah. know you you experience this regard like you know and 
I don't know if there's ever going to be a time where women are going to feel 100% safe to talk to men you know mm-hmm. i mean I've, I, i'm like I, I'll, I'll go up to someone and be like you know get 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 away from me like all that stuff i, I can do that right. but you know that they're not gonna listen and it could be potentially very very dangerous it could be dangerous like it, you, you you know you never know how how the person's gonna react and they could be much stronger yeah. than you you're absolutely right. I mean, this happens in corporate settings, in, mm-hmm. in schools, and, you know, men that are in power positions. That, it just happens so often where, you know, they leverage that influence and, you know, take advantage and make those sexual advances, um, which may seem, um I don't know, jolly at the time, but it's there's a lot more to it. And it happens in a slow progression. We saw this with Governor Cuomo in New York, and we've seen it with so many people. I mean, just the list goes on and on. And, you know, I I want to share about an experience where I actually had this happen to me. And it was at Drexel, actually. And um it was my first year of college. I was pretty naive. I hate to say that, but I was. I just, you know, it was my first time being out of the house and I didn't know how to handle certain social situations, especially around men. And I had this professor who um, would love to call on me during class and always ask for um, my input on things. And then he would call me to his um, office for office hours and he would uh, say things like, you know, I have um, I take my students out to lunch quite a bit to get to know them more um, to really develop that relationship and support them through um, this course and help them succeed. And so I went out to lunch with him. I didn't think much of it. And um, he and and this was a restaurant on our campus and um he ordered me lunch dessert he shared my dessert with me okay which i was like i thought this was for me and then he was asking me a lot of personal questions like about my family about my upbringing and i was like whoa this is like getting way too much into non-professional territory and then we left the restaurant and that was when I knew that this is feeling very uncomfortable. He asked me for my phone number, Rajvi. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, okay. But how do you, do you, do you just say no? Like I, I didn't feel empowered enough to say no. And so I gave him my number and he actually walked me to uh, uh, where I was working at the time. I, at the student center. Mm. We were both working at the student center and I had my shift starting then. And then I went into the front desk. I was on the job and he took my hand and there was a video camera. Everything was being recorded, um, pretty safe campus, but he took my hand and kissed it. Yeah. Stop. I'm not, I'm not kidding to you. And I've never told my parents about this. I've only told very close friends about this experience. 
and you know it's it's not considered sexual assault i'd say it was sexual harassment but i was so ashamed by that situation i had to report it and so i did um but by the time that he got let go from the university it was a couple months later and you know the crazy thing is that wasn't the first time that somebody had reported something about him so why are there organizations that are not taking action sooner when people bring these things up that's my question that's so true and like even being in that situation i think you told me this earlier but even being on this situation like you don't know like how do you how, like like you said like the phone number thing like how do you know when too much is too much like how how do you know if that person's crossing that boundary because at that moment he's a he's a person in power he's yep. he's your teacher he's your professor so like he he has power over you he does i mean he did <laughs> and you know i i it was well after a few weeks into the um into the academic quarter i couldn't just drop out of the class um so <laughs> it was awful i had to still keep going um i had to act like everything was okay when it really wasn't and um it, it just diminished my voice you know i'm so sorry that you had to go through that no it's okay but that that experience taught me a lot and and i'm so glad that i did report it but i totally understand why so many women don't and so it just bothers me when women finally feel empowered to speak about these situations. Why do other people sort of question it? Like, oh, well, why are you speaking out now? You know, it takes time to process, to really, you know, grapple with the experiences you've dealt with, to finally muster the energy to say something if you do reach that point. 100%. Wow. I'm I'm really sorry. I I can't even like Have I told you about this before? I, you have. You okay. have. But like I'm just thinking about this like if it just like just like trying to put yourself in that situation like it's mm-hmm. like that that you should have never had to experience something like that, you know? Like Yeah. And and it's not just men. I know we are talking about men right now, but it's not just men. I've seen, I've, I've heard, unfortunately, women assaulting yes. or taking advantage of men or other women. And actually, I don't know if I told you this, but my brother's school had a thing. His English teacher was Snapchatting a 16-year-old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it was in my brother's class. Like she was actually in my brother's class, and she was at, uh, she was like, mm-hmm. what's it called? Using her her power, yeah, to diminish another student's power. Like you know what I mean? Like, like I'm just trying to like put it into that frame, yeah. that mindset. But that guy didn't understand what was going on to him. Like the the kid, he didn't understand. He was 16. He was a minor. He didn't yeah. know. You know, in, in his head, he was like, wow, I'm getting attention from an older woman. But like, right, that's grooming. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
that's just disgusting like i'm sorry like in what it's just like you cannot take advantage of someone like that and think it's okay like it doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense it's not okay yeah and just because somebody doesn't retaliate or you know show that they're not interested that doesn't mean that you know you're allowed to make those sort of advances you know we talk a lot about um giving consent but there are just some unspoken rules like even if that child i mean i think it's safe to say a child because he's a minor gave consent like that's just not okay um we have to respect our boundaries and understand those really well. I know a lot of um, places now, workplaces, are offering um, sexual harassment training um, as part of their compliance offerings. At least my company has been doing that for the last couple of years. And um, I just don't know like how much it actually like stays with people like because it's like a one-time sort of thing you see it and then complete it and that's it but you know a lot of organizations now require um sexual harassment training as part of uh their regular compliance offerings and it's pretty much done on an annual basis um our company has been doing it for a couple years now but you know (laughs) It just makes me wonder because it's a one-time thing and usually with compliance courses, um, employees are like, okay, let me just get it done with. How much of the information are they actually, you know, reading to learn and understand and how much of it are they retaining? I feel like this is a dialogue that needs to happen on an ongoing basis. And so to me, it just feels like that's insufficient. I think it's a step in the right direction. I just don't know that it's enough. Agreed. Um, I know in my last firm, we had a sexual harassment training um, where uh, one of the attorneys was um, actually like talking to us and making us like, you know, like teaching us about all of this stuff. But I can, I can tell you that like, it's like, in one year out the other it's like sort of like having to check mark a prerequisite you know mm-hmm. like oh i did this training um i know california has a uh sexual harassment training uh quota that you have to do but not all states do because i don't think i had to but i think delaware might also um my co-workers they're both one of them is in california one of them is in delaware and they both have to do it but i didn't have to but I feel like it should be a mandatory training. I mean, first of all, I think and anyone that has been to kindergarten should know to keep their hands to themselves <laughs> in any <laughs> any term of the way. But like, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that people can't like, you know, understand boundaries, right? Yeah. Like boundaries are so... And, and having to vocalize your own boundaries is another thing. Like, I think it's very important for women to be okay and stern about, women and men, to be okay and stern about the their boundaries. This is what I'm comfortable with, and I'm not comfortable with you doing this. Especially, and I, I know, like, me, as, as I'm dating currently, um, 
in like the city dating in the city and you know you can you also experience this in in, uh, in probably dating in san francisco but that's scary right like swiping on someone having to meet someone like i mean how many stories have there been of catfishing mm-hmm. and that going <laughs> a really dark bad direction terrible yeah you 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 almost like it it hinders you from actually putting your guard down a little bit because you, when you're going date when you're going out on a date you don't know this person you may have talked to them one or once or twice but again they're still a stranger and as unfortunate as this sounds but i have had experiences where i wasn't comfortable in a first date setting and it was not fun and i had to put boundaries down which i didn't know i could but yeah. making sure that I vocalize them. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes sometimes it just sort of doesn't work out the way you want it to, but it's good to vocalize. Like, it's important that you have a voice. And, and have a friend you can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, friends, you know, the more the better because, you know, having that support system that you can lean on, that you can share these things with, is just imperative. I mean you know, God forbid anything bad were to happen, you have somebody that knows and, and can vouch for um, whatever you're saying happened to you. And those witnesses really matter in those situations. And and it's not even about, you know, from a legal standpoint, it's just, you know, for your comfort um, to, to have somebody that you can confide in. I know that when I was on dating apps and I would go on dates with random people, because they are strangers, I would tell my friends, I would tell the people I was around so they knew where I was. I would share my location. I know that's like going above and beyond and some people aren't really comfortable doing that, but I think it's just really important for people to know your whereabouts, especially for women um, who don't feel sort of safe or, or empowered enough to uh, fight back in in tough situations. Agreed, definitely. Um, yeah, I and I think I think uh, we were talking about this earlier too when we were discussing this topic. But um, movements such as the Me Too movement have really empowered women and men um, to speak up about these, like injustices like Mm -hmm. um being able to voice their and making sure that their voice matters that's that's basically what this is and again if 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 the statistics is correct which i think it is 97 percent of women have experienced some sort of sexual harassment between the ages of 18 to 24. it's insane it's a staggering number it's it's like i unfortunately that is that is almost all women yeah it how how gross like oh i know gross and i think that that's the thing is that we tend to sort of push it aside or not really acknowledge it 
And when we do, we just don't feel comfortable talking about it, sharing, um, realizing that yes, this, this is the gravity of the situation, but it is. And, and the more that we can, you know, voice it, the more that there's a chance that something will change. Um, the Me Too movement, I mean, was so powerful, I think. And I just remember watching, um, it was the Oscars a few years ago, and um, Meryl Streep was accepting a re oh, an award, not reward, an award. <laughs> and um, she, she spoke about the Me Too movement. And I think just having celebrities um, you know, and public figure figures talk about these instances too like you know you're not alone they go through it just as much as we do and um even with harvey weinstein i mean that was a huge scandal um in hollywood and he took advantage of so many women and how many women did it actually take for a change to occur for this to go all over the press and for people to know about this guy as a household name. Um, it's just unfair. And, um, you know, I keep talking about women, but you're right, it's men too, men go through this as well. But just everybody needs to be, um, you know, leverage their voice. Yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. If we could, if we could give any sort of takeaway from a discussion like this it would be to know that you have a voice and know that it's a very powerful one and no one can diminish your strength even if they want to they want to put you down you have a voice and someone will hear you and it might not seem that you're it might seem that you're alone and this thing but again i'm telling you 97 percent you know you're not alone it yeah. happens Mm -hmm. unfortunately it happens and there's strength in numbers and there's strength in your voice like speak up if you see someone if it's not even just happening to you if it's happening to someone else speak up yeah yeah totally. we cannot be silent yeah and you know what i think one thing that we um maybe didn't really touch on is therapy and counseling and you know all the support that's out there there's hotlines you can call where you can report these things if you don't have anyone within your close circle of family and friends that you can speak to about this there's other resources out there and um you know just take advantage of those and i feel like there's just been so many strides that have been made to offer people the support and tools to address these things and um you know i i've actually never called that number but i had thought about it a, a few times and in hindsight i wish i did um because eh, sometimes you don't feel comfortable sharing you know with your loved ones but um it's just refreshing and relieving to know that it's out there and you know we will be putting these We'll put these um, numbers and resources on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's 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 a good it's good to have. It's good to know. Um, you may not need them, but someone that you know might need them. You know, it, they're good to know and never hurts. 
I agree. This was an awesome topic. Um, it feels good to let it out. Oh, hundred percent. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this, uh, discussion because, you know, again, a lot of people don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And when we do talk about it, it's more in passing, you know, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. But I think it's really important to put some sort of leverage, some sort of weight on this topic because it's important. And that's what the Brownie Bites show is about is, you know, talking about things that seem difficult. I mean, I think the last season was a lot about, you know, the struggles around dating and in those experiences, this, this time we're changing things around and, you know, going, digging deeper. And thank you for bringing this topic. I just, I hope it makes a difference. And, you know, I hope some of the things that we talked about resonate with people because it definitely did for me. Yeah. I, and again, I would like, like talking about this with women is so important, especially in like when I was listening to a lot of podcasts with internet for International Women's uh, Women's Day, and there was just like they were so empowering with women, like you know, like now like look at us, like we're like making you know, I mean there's still a little bit of a pay gap, but that's a different story, you know, mm-hmm. but like we're we're getting there. Yeah, we're really pushing the like we're pushing it. We're we're raising what is it called the glass ceiling. We're like. <laughs> Breaking the glass ceiling. Breaking the glass ceiling. There you go. And I love it. I love this topic. Not, I don't love that we have to talk about this, but I love that we're talking about this in a very empowering moment because we're giving our strength back. We're Mm -hmm. giving voice and strength back to ourselves. And to our Brownie Bites community. I think, you know, it comes back to really building that community. You know, we've heard so much from you guys and that's why we, you know, bring the topics that we do because we, we've heard that, you know, you want to hear about these things. And so we're doing it. And if you have any thoughts, suggestions, feedback, questions, you just want to talk, if it's related to sexual harassment or anything, you know, just come to us, email us, text us, I am us, whatever I am. Why did I say I am Instagram? I meant I don't go on there anymore. <laughs> but, Call um, me, beat me. Yeah, if you want to reach. Um, yeah, we're all ears. Yeah. Um, well, um, we're going to wrap it up, but that's it for today. Um, we hope that you have a wonderful week and are enjoying listening to us and our banter and our conversations and some heavy topics some sweet topics are going to come soon i promise um but if you you can find us on instagram um we're at um brownie bite show um on instagram and then also you can email us if you want to even like we were talking about earlier but you can email us if it's something that you want to talk about if this is a topic that resonates with you and you don't we want it to be a private you can dm us or email us at uh brownie show at gmail.com and if you're enjoying our content we'd love for you to leave a review on apple apple podcast and spotify podcast i think that's what it's called right spotify podcast spotify Spotify. No okay. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you wow. can re- leave reviews on Spotify now, which is pretty cool. I know. I just yeah. saw that recently. That's why I was just like, "Oh, you can leave a review now." I know. <laughs> um, leave us uh, some stars on Apple Podcasts too, if you if you enjoyed this topic. Um, but uh, to wrap it up, remember, life is like a box 
Who am I? I force gumped it. I totally force gumped it. <laughs> oh my god. That's going to make okay. for an awesome blooper. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, life is like a plate of brownies. You can't appreciate the sweetness without tasting the slightly burnt edges. So come take a bite with us every week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I forest gumped it. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Life is like a...